Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Radio. At one point in my life, I watched two cats fight in my underwear. Today's episode is sponsored by Geek Fuel. Just go to geekfuel.com slash sanspants and sign up to receive an amazing monthly service and help us avoid getting real jobs. Also, we've got a live show coming up on Thursday the 18th of Feb. Same place as last time, the Eureka Hotel in Richmond. Doors open at 6.30, we start talking at 7 and entry is literally whatever change you can find in your pockets at the time. Topics are a versus episode for Plumbing the Death Star and high school for Shut Up a Second. So if you want to get involved in the action, email us at sanspantsradio at gmail.com with your suggestions, anecdotes, or general questions you want us to discuss. Now, enjoy the episode. Hi everyone and welcome to this week's episode of Movie Maintenance where some films just need sequels. Today we're looking at Pacific Rim DOS. Yes. DOS. The Rimming? <laughs> Twice <laughs> as many rims. <laughs> So Pacific Rim, honestly, my favourite film of that year where it came out. Which oh, was without 20... a doubt. 2013. 13. Oh, God, such a fucking good film. Gorgeous film. I think I saw it almost a week apart, or at least whenever Superman, Man of Steel came out. Yeah. I saw that. I was like, this is a piece of shit. Then I saw Pacific Rim, and I'm like, my God, that just cleansed the palate. <laughs> yeah. It was, oh, just like, I love that film so much. I know people have their issues with it, but my God, that film gets me. Mm. Oh, it's, it's just a fun film mm. like it's it's not one of those films where you're like oh this is so deep and so many analogies and no, it's no. just like here's some fucking action here is some fucking robots versus monsters have a good time yeah i had the same sort of thing as you Zaman. i saw men of steel and i was really pumped for men of steel i thought mm. it looked great and i saw it and it was not so good kind of a bit crushing yeah then i, then I left the country for like two weeks <laughs> fair <laughs> enough no that, that has did. an effect on you and when i was Don't gone find yourself and when i was gone pacific room came out so i didn't see it for like three four <clears> weeks after and then i went and the cinema was practically empty except for me and the people i saw it with mm-hmm. and we were cheering and shouting yeah. shit. it was a fucking blast it was a film where you cheered because i also cheered in that film and i'm not one <laughs> like when i'm in a cinema i'm not one to make noise <laughs> no <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird. Like, are you the people that when like a film is over, you get up and start clapping? Yeah, it's like Why? no, no, Why are you doing no. That? no people do that at the Astor. I saw the Hateful Eight like two weeks ago. Astor's like, kind of different. Not, yeah. but it's a fancy cinema. Quentin Tarantino. He's in the state. He's not in the cinema. He yeah. doesn't know you. He doesn't know. <laughs> yeah, people did it oh. when we did the like the Lord of the Rings trilogy as well. But I took that as like we're plotting ourselves yes. like, in the film. for watching this amazing, amazing. Yeah, we, we did good sitting down for 12 hours. Yeah. Speaking of Lord of the Rings, while well, we're also on a Gilmero del Toro sort of mm. rant here, have you guys seen the recent, because uh, I saw it really recently, it was like concept art yeah. for his version of what the Hobbit was like going to be? The smog that's more of a snake than a dragon. And like all to do with his lips movements and shit. Like yeah. he wanted to model this snake 
You, do you care about the Hobbit? No. Figured as much. <laughs> I was going to look at Tom now. Because yeah. um, like he modeled, modeled like a, a dragon yeah. that was like, no, because a normal dragon looks silly if it starts talking, so we're going to have to get like its lips right. And same like Azog or whatever his name was, the white orc. Yeah. He made like this practical design looking sweet orc. And then that, it, is that the photo of like he's got the long blonde yeah. hair? That actually, that's Peter Jackson. That was, was see, the, okay. Hobbit movie maintenance throwback here. <laughs> that Azog was played by Conan Stevens, who did The Mountain in season one of Game of Thrones. And okay. he left Game of Thrones to go to The Hobbit to be Azog. Ah. And they gave him all that practical makeup, and he looks yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. gnarly. He's got all scars, he's bolted together, and he mm-hmm. looks nasty as shit. But then... The one I they, saw was on crack, so that's yeah, the same yeah. one. Right. This would be the one. This has been floating around for years. Ah, okay. And there were, he was going to be Azog. Mm. Actually, no, he was going to be Bolg, and Bolg was going to be the main villain, like in the book. Mm-hmm. Then they changed their mind and said, no, I'm going to go to Azog and do that. And they mo-capped uh, Manu Bennett from Arrow to be mm-hmm. Azog and they have all that thing. And mm-hmm. Bolg comes in the second film as another mo-cap creature, and that's fine. That original design for Azog, which was then Bolg, which is now in the final film, the Inquisitor or some shit like that. Yeah. He makes a like, three-second appearance in the, final, in the Battle of the Five Armies, and they have like a really close-up on him so you can't actually see... All the manky, manky shit. Oh, that's disappointing. Because I think while he does look sweet, mm. I don't think he would move well because there's so many prosthetics on him. Uh, he would look so strange, especially as compared to like the fluid motions of the mocap ones. I so guess I think that that's why sense. he's not there. <clears throat> ah, fair enough. No, I just saw some of the concept art yeah. very recently. I think I was on a cracked article and I was like, my God, that would have just... I wanted to see my that film so hard. much. My dick is hard. Because yeah. I love most, if not all, of, of um, Guillermo del Toro's films. He's an amazing man. <sighs> anyway... Yeah, Pacific Rim. <laughs> Pacific Rim. This is what yeah, cool. he left The Hobbit. So, And the first thing he did after Del Toro left The Hobbit was make Pacific Rim. This is what he did instead. And he made the good trade-off. Choice. made the correct choice in that. Did he leave? Why did he leave The Hobbit? He was developing The Hobbit with Peter Jackson for like three years. Mm. And he just wasn't going anywhere. So he's like, I can't stick around for this. I've this got other shit to do. Time. People want Hellboy 3. I want to do like six different films. Okay. So he's... Went and did Pacific Rim, and we're blessed for it. We are. All right, Zoe, you're yes. pitching a sequel. I'm pitching a sequel. I'm so excited. Because it was off. just announced uh, in the past two or three weeks that Del Toro has been like, it, it was put on an indefinite hiatus after it came out because there was, it was a quite a polarizing film. People loved it or hated it. Yeah. Um, I've so, seen people, I've shouted people, they, they just don't like it. Yeah. I don't. No, I, I have no idea why, but yeah, it's subjective. I think the main criticism a lot of people had was that it was very much um, derivative of those sort of keiju monster films from, uh, like, you know, Japan, that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. And my argument was, well, yeah, yeah but is this is for a different audience. It's yeah. for, like, a westernized audience, and this is getting those people who haven't seen those films yeah. um, a chance to see these films. It's kind of, the, you can do the same argument and be like, well, then why do we make... Like, why do we remake Godzilla then? Yeah, why and do Godzilla we make is, like, anything? Yeah, why do we bother? <laughs> so what, do you, what was sort of the criticism that you've heard of this film? I think a lot of people just didn't like it. A lot of people found it was a bit too Hollywood for a Del Toro film, which... I had the exact opposite reaction. Yeah. I was like, mm. I was taking notes on it yesterday, and it's so very un-Hollywood for a Hollywood production. Yeah. It's very un-American, both in, like, on-screen and, like, behind the scenes. Mm. Mexican director... Of all the like the main cast, I think the three American actors, Ron Pelman, Charlie, mm-hmm. and um, the Australian dad. Australian. We'll get the Australian guys in a minute. Which we will, yeah, bring, definitely that's bring a, up that's soon. That's another thing. But apart from those three guys, everyone's British or 
Uh, oh, Japanese. Those, oh, those Russian guys. Oh, those Russian yeah. guys, oh, they're so Russian sick. I just loved how, even though it was very, I mean, you could argue unoriginal, and it was very much like, yes, of course these are the Russian people, because look at this suit of armor that is yeah. the Russians, and here's their Russian-sounding music, yeah. and like the <laughs> Japanese robot fights like... It's like yeah, good. This is great. But things I kind of liked it. Like, yeah, I, I, loved I loved it. it. It was like I, it, yes, it was very much hit me over the head with a few things. But it was sort of what I needed and wanted from this film. Yeah, like I wasn't going in this to be like, show me my emotions. Uh, yeah, I, that's, I want a I, subtle reflection on the nature of man. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like no, no. You, know, you got a seven foot tall film. Russian guy with bleach blonde hair. Yeah. And that's what I fucking wanted. Oh, yeah. I want that all day. <laughs> mm. it, yeah, it never was going to be a deep film that made you like really think about your humanity. It's like, no, fuck it, robots versus fucking aliens. Yeah, ro- robot versus aliens slash monsters and a little bit of destruction porn. Yeah. It done well. Yeah. Like, I keep comparing this to Man of Steel because it came out roughly the same time and Man of Steel had this destruction porn going on for it. Just but makes you sad. Just, and that, that was more depressing and sad yeah, because, yeah. like, no, he's meant to be a hero and saving. Or it just was like, no, no, the world's fucked. Whatever. It doesn't matter because... Yeah, they're all doomed. They're all doomed. This is their last-ditch effort. Yeah. I love their build-a-wall strategy. Man, that movie was <laughs> so fucking good. So damn good. <laughs> anyway. <Like> big monsters. Wall? <laughs> <laughs> oh, those Australians. Let's talk about these Australians for a second. Oh, yes. my God. Amazing Tom. stuff. Max Martini and uh, I believe the young kid's name was Rob... Mm. Rob's Gugabit. Rob. Yep. Rob. A Br- American actor for the dad, British actor for the son. Neither of them <laughs> doing Australian accents. I'm not sure what happened. Like most, like most, um, most of the times when an actor does, does an accent, you can say like it was good for like 80%, 20%. Mm. They were kind of, yeah, shitty. Mm. It's the opposite with these guys. It's like 5% of the time, they're actually pretty close. Uh, 95 the rest of the time, way out the rest, way it's like out. They, were, they just watched Crocodile Dundee and they were like that yeah, one that is that how we one. do it they're like mate we're gonna get now Jaeger and we're gonna destroy some monsters this, this is amazing we're gonna line. do a Jaeger bomb and get in that yeah, fucking Jaeger yeah. and smash him cunts this we're gonna drink some fosters have like, a good time <laughs> like, he gets, it's the longest line he has it's like two sentences straight it's like a monologue for this poor guy <laughs> <laughs> and he's doing this like no, we got a choice here we gotta do something really stupid <laughs> oh god it's such an um, terrible oh. terrible thing but, but I beautiful think, i think it's because it's so awkward to watch because there is such a huge influx of australian actors in hollywood hmm. get any hemsworth brother to play yeah. that get role. one of the off-brand hemsworths yeah, yeah. get any hemsworths get the other uh, one chris no no chris is the main one get and the Liam. cousin that was on my kitchen rules yeah That's fine. he looks all right luke is the other one luke sure i don't know Sean Henry? raid raid home and away get one yeah, of the young serving guys get Alf for the dad oh, sick. go for it I was gonna say, well, Sam, get Sam Worthington. He's not doing. He's anything. not doing much no, anymore. Really. Or is he just being tied up with Avatar two and three, and yes. four, and f- really? Yeah, There's forever. a it's a forequel. Avatar forever. Uh, oh, we got to do an Avatar episode because I got to talk about Avatar. Yeah, it's I, bizarre. I have some for something that was like a weirdly touchstone of cinema when it came out. I could not tell you what that film is about. To be like Dance the Wolves with Smurfs. It's, it was just, everyone was like, this movie is amazing. It almost won Best Picture. Everyone was like, touting, it's going to be like, great. No one gave a shit in terms of pop culture. Mm-mm. Yes, granted, it's given us so many like 3D cinemas, so thanks. Yeah. Uh, but apart that. from I apart can't from watch that, 3D, it makes it's, me dizzy. It's like totally forgotten, like it. apart from it's the highest grossing film of all time. Yeah. Force, Awak- Force Awakens is, I think, 1.2 billion behind mm. it still, total world. What was, the name ca- what was the name of the um, Sam Worthington's character? Anyone know? Jake Sully. Wow, well done. Yeah. 
I remember shit. <laughs> I can't do taxes and I'm not that bright, but I but remember like Jake this Jake Sully just right in there. In there forever. Yeah. Forever. What was the, 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 the lady cat name? Zoe I want to say Sultana. Nymeria. Yeah, Zoe Sultana. I think that's wrong. Zoe Sultana. So, yeah, what, was it, what was the actual cat lady's name? Yeah. Now I'm done. Yeah, yeah. there you go. <laughs> All right. Right. Let's right. pitch a sequel. So I'm going to pitch a sequel because it did just, Del Toro did just announce that he's like, sequel. That's right. So it is happening? It is happening. He's like, we're officially in pre-production nowadays, which is what I read. Um, because yeah, the, the film was put, the, the sequel was put on a permanent hiatus. Yeah, it was like, it was announced a sequel. Everyone was like, thank Christ. Woo. And then some people were like, boo. And then it was like, nah, stopped. Yeah, but now so, like back on. Yeah. And so oh, Del Toro in the past week or two has just been like, yeah. And so let's get excited because not only is it a sequel, because the way that the film ended, you could couldn't really do a sequel with this. Yeah, I wrote one. Yeah. Like, let's not pretend that I didn't do it. <laughs> yeah, but I'm really excited that they're actually doing a sequel instead of a prequel because I feel like mm. a prequel, while you had more material to work with. Well, a prequel. Before we get into what you've um, yeah, sort all of good. written up. A prequel to that, it, you don't really need one because they already summarized it in yeah, the first five yeah. minutes, it's, and that was all you needed. All the information is already there. And know what characters right. are going to survive. You know what yeah. ones are mm. going to die. That's what I loved about the film. Was like, yeah. this is what's happened, and this is some of like I, I'm a sucker for montage. Yeah, like oh, I really am. And so when I love, I love when a film opens up with a montage. I oh, like Watchmen. Yeah, yeah. they did the Minutemen. Oh, oh good. good. And so when it, when a fucking film. Opens the montage to explain me what, what the fuck has happened for the last 50 years. Yeah. I'm like, sick, great. So for them being like, yep, this happened. It's sort of every now and again it happened. We built a wall that fucked up. Oh, whoopsie daisies. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just this is what we're doing. And people are being like, yay, we love these monsters. And that fucking Charlie Day's got the tattoos yeah. of them. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like they're all these big events. And there's you know people living in the skeleton of a fucking fallen cage. You're like... I oh, love that it good. started like very far into the story because I think we've seen, especially in a Western audience, like we've only seen these kind of kaiju films where it's like, is the first Godzilla? Yeah. yeah, this is the world dealing with the first one, and so that that can only follow a certain formula. Yeah, Godzilla comes out of the ocean, and we're like, balls, <laughs> shoot it. Yeah. Whereas this one, it was just like it's been happening. We've been dealing with it. Yeah, we've been trying our more. best. With the wall. Yeah. You know, but it's like, it's sick that we're starting like five years into this kind of kaiju mm. attack. And this is what I liked about the same, same, same reason why I adored Mad Max and why everyone just, she's a little bit. Same reason why I adored Mad Max is because. I guess I'm the odd man out here. Boo, they, Zoe. They, boo. Boo, boo, boo. Where they just throw you in the world and yeah. be like, just accept it, which is what I love. Like what certain films and certain mm. like, you know, cinematic stuff they do is they just throw you in the world. They don't. Give you answers. They don't treat you like a like a child. Yeah, yeah they like, expect you to play catch up. Yeah, they refer to things like past battles and mm. like little terminologies, like quick things like kaiju and all that. It's just like it's just, just natural it. to them. Yeah, it's yeah. what they're used to, and you you have to you know get on board with that, or yeah. you're gonna get left behind. Yeah, and it's sort of like with most sort of um, stories, they end up. You know, any sort of story, you you end up getting like a someone who is brand new. For example, yeah. for X Men, it was always like. When they were first started doing like Kitty Pride, for example, in the comics, it was she was a brand new mutant. She didn't know what was going on, mm. and everything was through her eyes. Or if we're talking about the '90s cartoon series, it was Jubilee. She didn't know what was going on. X Men were all established, and we're playing the catch up, like Jubilee's playing catch up. Mm. And so the same thing with other films. They do it with The Walking like, Dead. Yeah, The Walking with, Dead. With Rick being... Yeah, he's yeah. sort of has to sort of he's playing catch up. We're playing catch up. Yeah. Same with um, uh, Twilight. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? It's like this blank slate person that you know we we has been we, thrust into the world. We yeah, as an audience and then we can imprint on her, yeah. and then we uh, whereas this was like fuck it, here's the world, deal with it. Yeah, I think it's a little it's a little thing that goes a long long way. Mm. It's very present for your road as well. Is the um, detail in props and costumes and settings. This world is lived in. There's rust yeah. and there's dirt everywhere and the scars. I love this costume. <clears throat> it's this lovely little detail in the costumes on the back of the striker Eureka again. Mm. The fucking names in this movie are the yeah. best damn thing. Correct. But on the back of like the striker Eureka uh, bomber jackets, they've got like chalk or spray paint kaiju heads for every kaiju they've killed. Like oh, soldiers used to do back in World War II yeah, when they gunned yeah. down tanks. Love that little shit. Mm. Really, Just it makes it seem like things. this world has been ticking along for years before we got there. And it's going to be ticking along long after we're gone. Yeah, yeah same thing with like John Wick. Yeah. You've all seen John Wick? I actually haven't. Wow. Oh. You should watch John, John Wick. Wick I've been great. meaning to because... because It's the best film yeah, ever. Yeah, no, I was going to bring it up, but then I was like, no, that's a point that I will bust out as a very special point in my... All right, yeah. sick. Room. But yeah, the, like I always yeah. want to mention John Wick is if you want a lesson in world building very subtly, yeah. John Wick does it really well. Like he just goes to a hotel and just like flops out some coins that I think are they, I think they're probably specially yeah, they're designed like the gold the coins. coins. And they're like, oh, yep, you have a room here, and that's all that's been said. Yeah. Like, it's just really good. And even like with the um, after he does some like sweet killing of some yeah. lads, this like cop comes in. He's like, yeah, you're doing something again. All right, cool, sick. And yeah. Just leaves. Yeah. And there's like, another bit later on where um, Lester from the Wire comes yes. in. He's like, what's going on here? It's like I'm doing some stuff. He's like, oh, that's fine. Yeah, it's just really, really, really good at presenting a world that is lived in. And that's showing the world that, like, because of course, if, if this world was happening or the universe was happening, there's not going to be someone going, like, what is that? Like, you've been an assassin for 30 years, you fucking know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's what I loved about Pacific Rim. It was just was like. Yeah, it throws you in. Mm. You know, you, you, you sink or you, mm. you swim. So I was going to say, you sink or you drown. You sink like, or you drown. What <laughs> happens when mm. you go in pools? You sink <laughs> or you drown. <laughs> I can't swim, guys. I can't, leave me alone. <laughs> So, do you guys actually want? Because uh, I know I definitely would not want a prequel. Do I you guys want even want a sequel? Not I really. Liked... I love this film yeah. to death, as may be apparent. But I'm really content with it. Mm. I don't really want another one. So you got to work extra hard, Zoe, to yeah, convince me that one is needed. Because they end it real nicely. They mm. do, and it's, it's kind good. of like it's a good ender, and they like spoilers, guys. But you know, just stop this. Go watch it. But spoilers, like yeah, don't just... don't. Don't, don't listen don't to this. Don't start a Pacific Rim podcast without seeing Pacific Rim. Go, don't no, go don't start it. a Pacific Rim sequel podcast <laughs> yeah. without seeing Pacific Rim. And just do yourself a favor, go watch it. But we that moment break. when they don't yeah. kiss. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so good. Fuck. So good. So damn good. All so the character good. arcs, they all get wrapped up. Everyone comes together because it's a sports movie and that's what you need. Yes, fucking it fucking lovely. is. Underdogs. <laughs> yes. Well, it's cut loose. It is. You're damn right. Yeah. Sequel, Texas, J- Texas Jaeger, <laughs> piloted by Coach Taylor and... Riggins. Riggins? No, I think rather Matt. It was funny. Oh. It was Saracen. Yeah. Fuck Saracen. that street, man. No. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's how street walks again in a Jaeger. Yeah. Oh, no, we, the just, Jaeger. we just did Avatar. <laughs> <laughs> damn it. Damn it, damn it, oh, damn it. The Jaeger can be Riggins. Actually, the Riggins no, rig. fuck it. Oh. The Taylors. The Taylors. Just get, like, yeah. Tammy oh. and Coach Taylor there. Just, ah. Oh. No, I'm on board. I don't want Good. that. And That's my sequel pitch. And they're just Top bickering. Top that, Zoe. Yeah. Top that. Clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. Fuck you, Kaj. <laughs> Pacific Rim 2, clear eyes, full hearts. <laughs> what happened here? 
<laughs> we, we just thought this would be great and we're correct, so... <laughs> My fan fiction. <laughs> we don't care if you're having a bad time. We're on top of the fucking world. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. And then, like, yeah, Riggins and Street could have their own keiju and they could just be oh. passing the football, the coach, and... Can we just do, like, Friday Night Lights... With, with, with yeah, robots and mechs. Oh, Friday night floodlights. <sighs> anyway, so I'm your sequels are yeah, talk, isn't as on. good as Friday night room jobs. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, it never is. It never is. My sequels are never that fun. Um, all right. So we open in the year 2030, 2030 mm-hmm. five years after the closure of the breach. Okay. Yep. So yep. a little bit in the future. Around the same timeline as what has happened in the real world. Right. It's been about three years now. It'll take two years to make a film. Yeah, yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. So we open on Newt, who is Charlie Day's character, locked in a room in a psychiatric ho- hospital, rambling about the kaiju world. There are scribbles and images all over the world. Very beautiful mind. Ah, yeah. So Sweet. this is where we're at. This is, how we, this is our opening image. Crazy Charlie, best Charlie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so we cut to... And this is what I actually need to... I can't pronounce Burden Gorman's character's name. It's like Got, got, Gottlieb. Got, Gottlieb. Yeah. Gottlieb. Gottlieb. That's a, that's a fairly common name. Uh, I've never heard. I mean, I, it's a, it's I a chur- I've, never, I've never met a Gottlieb, but I've come across Gottlieb in fiction. Like, it's, it's, it sounds very German. It's, it's, it's just German, yeah. It's yeah. just German? Because I was like, like Gottlieb. Got, that's good, yeah. Gottlieb. Yes. Gottlieb. Because I was like, because I, I was just reading it and I was like, oh, I forgot how to pronounce this. <laughs> Gottlieb, yes. All right. So we cut to Gottlieb on the phone. Trying to dial, but uh, he reaches a disconnected line. He sighs and puts the phone back down. We pan over through his office to a blackboard that has the mirror images of the kaiju and ramblings that were in Charlie's okay, days. Okay, so it's the exact same. Yeah. Sick, I'm pretty good. Cool. Fuck it. Fuck you, Gabe. I can do this. Eat <laughs> <laughs> shit, Gabe. I'm, I'm, I'm going to win an Emmy case. next. You're doing fine, Gabe. Good. We love you. Now nah, let's get on the gay page. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, just wait till you hear his Spectre version. It's real good. Oh, I'm excited. <laughs> I don't want to watch Spectre to know what. Oh, don't watch Spectre. No, it's fine. Anyway, so that's kind of like our parallel opening <clears throat> images. And we actually start with uh, Mecca Mori, who is now a high-ranking defense officer. Um, she's the face of the defunct Jaeger program. Um, and she's like a personality rather than an actual officer. Oh, yeah, because I guess mm-hmm. they would be like, we defeated the KG. We don't need the Jaegers anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So in my mind, she's kind of like um, Steve Rogers in in the first Captain America. Oh, as in, in the, like in the H like like the HBO show? No, what are they, what are they called? The something shows movies? No, You're thinking about movies, Sam? No, when, no, when, they, he's when he goes the bail around bonds in the yeah, live shows, the live shows that are in war the war. Drive. What are they called? The war bonds. It was like drive. a something war something O show. <laughs> oh fuck! That worked. <laughs> and all I can think um, of is HBO, and that's not right. <laughs> Just um, yeah, I am. Yes, I am. <laughs> I can't remember the name. The war but, yeah, shows. No. Yeah, the, those the, sort of. That's like... kind of what I was imagining her kind of role is now. Like, mm. so she's still technically in the military, but she's more appearances, <laughs> um, PR, PR yeah. kind of thing. And she's she's like the face. She saved the world. She's the face of oh, yeah. Yeah. humanity, pretty much. And we kind of open on her kind of going through some files. Someone, like her assistant or something, coming in and her quickly closing the files and putting them in a drawer, like telling the assistant telling her that she's got a phone, a phone call from Gottlieb. Mm. So they get in, those two get in contact and Gottlieb takes Mako to see Newt in the hospital. Yep. Being like, all right, I'm going to sit you down and explain what's going on. Everyone thinks he's batshit insane, hence the psychiatric hospital. But since we drifted with the kaiju, 
we've learned a lot more about the world. He's having a lot of trouble kind of dealing with it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I have pretended not to be seeing these things, so I'm not like perceived as a crazy person as well. Mm. But pretty much what we have learned from drifting with the kaiju, like in my kind of mind, the idea was like they drifted with the kaiju in the, in the first film. And then because there was so much information that it kind of like almost like got stuck in the door. And so slowly bits have been drifting out over the past couple of years. Okay. Like that. Yeah. I can, I can, I can make, that makes sense. Like I can make a logical leap Yeah, to be like, yep. They, of course there's going to be some repercussions of drifting with, drifting the, kaiju. with the kaiju. So that's yeah. kind of where we're at right now. And pretty much what they have finally understood is that uh, the kaiju world is like slowly becoming inhabitable. And that's why the kaijus were coming through the drift. And they're like, they're, they're going to do other breach. So pretty much where we're at now is like the kaijus are going to do anything to open the breach back up. Mm-hmm. And they've been on their side doing everything in their power to open the breach. We're like at a fine little, there's just a tiny little line at this point, this thin bit of film holding the breach together mm-hmm. after what they did. Because the kaijus, like yeah. pretty much the, the they're refugees. Yeah. yeah. And they're very much like, we need to do anything to survive. Yeah. Yeah. That's so it. They're, 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 they're we need desperate. to do everything to survive. We're going to, get through this breach so we have this fine layer of film holding the breach together mm-hmm. um and this is where they're at so Gottlob has kind of got a plan where like he's kind of half got a plan he's like if we can open the breach and destroy the entire kaiju world mm-hmm. then that's the only way we're going to be safe that's the only way because they're going to come makes sense yeah because yeah like if any if one survives or several survive they're still going to try and get get through yeah yeah i mean they are clones so if one stays around they can mm. just keep making more yeah mm. so this is the, the like three bits of dialogue that i've written written for this and pretty much it's like Gotland being like the breach will reopen it won't be one or two kaijus coming through like before it'll be all of them one after another until they are all here no amount of jaegers will be able to stop them even if every person in the world had a jaeger we're still outnumbered we need to kill them before they kill us Okay, that's your driving force. Good. Yeah, cool. Yes, good. Right. Stakes going up. What <coughs> yeah. you need in a sequel. Mm-hmm. So Mako, unsure what to do, goes to find Ray- Rayleigh. Is that- Raleigh. 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 Fuck the hate. The, the names. Name. <laughs> the names. They're just great. Raleigh Beckett, Stacker Pentecost. Uh, so we Mako goes to find Raleigh, who is in hiding ever since the. Okay. The final Jaeger attack because he couldn't deal with like all the celebrity status that came with it. Yeah, he was just he's a military man doing his job. Yeah. He didn't want the fame. Yeah, yeah so right, he went into that. hiding, um, unable to kind of almost carry carry the guilt that he had from his brother from the first film and now Stacker mm. at the end of, you know, he's taking it all on board and he's just like, uh, yes, I saved the world, but some people I really love died through mm. this. So he's hiding out. Poor Idris. I know. Respect. <laughs> Actually, I have to admit that was the bit where I yelled out in the cinema, like when he just does his little monologue and speech, and he's like, "We're going to survive," and I was like, "Yeah, motherfucking yeah!" <laughs> so I was watching it again, and every time when he's about to die, he says to Marco, "You can always find me in the drift." <gasps> every time, I'm like, "I don't cry." I know it seems like I cry in films a lot in this podcast. <laughs> I don't. I swear I don't. I've only cried in one movie, and that was Castaway, but. Gets me, man. Get little, you right, little in the, right in the motions. <laughs> Big old twinge. I, I understand. My cold black heart can't take it. <laughs> I cry in every film. <laughs> <laughs> I cried in Straight Outta Compton twice. Wow. It's pretty yeah. impressive. Anyway, Mako finds Rayleigh. They haven't seen each other in about four years, so they, they saw each other for a little bit after. <clears throat> but yeah, mm-hmm. the nothing romantic ever happened, which Good. I want to state 
Yeah. That is not happening in my film. Good. Good. These, just don't this, care. They're just bros. They're your mates. This they're isn't about bros. romance. This is about friendship. Um, we don't need our fucking leading characters yeah. to fucking make out. It's fine if they don't, guys. It's All right. fine. And there's fan fiction if you need it. Exactly. All right. So Mako pleads with Riley to come and see Newt in the hospital so he can understand the severity of the situation. Mm-hmm. So she, as much as she's trying to explain <clears throat> it, he's like... No, and she's like, it's fine. Yeah, he's like, no, it's not that bad. She's like, oh my god, come see him. So they go, (laughs) actual dialogue. Yeah, (laughs) oh my god. I like, I really think I can win an Oscar for this guy. I think so. Oh my god, I just don't care. No, he's fine, maker. You have no idea how he's fine. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) All right, goes the. They go. They see it. Gottlob explains what's going on. Mm-hmm. Riley has a line where he's like, "There are no more Jaegers. Like Gypsy Danger is in the museum. Um, how do we know that that even works? Like, how are we gonna? Of course, they'd be museums. Of course, they'd be museums. Oh, I really want that to be a real thing. I'm sad. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go to the Jaeger museum. <laughs> I want there to be the Keiju attacks. But yes, go on. Cool. Oh. Good. Um, and then. <laughs> So they're having a little argument over what they would even do. Mm. So they're like, we can get the breach open if, if Gottlob's got a plan. Like, we can get the breach open. How are we meant to get... We don't. There are no Jaegers left besides Gypsy Danger, which is fucked in a museum. Yeah. And then Mako cuts in. We then cut to a secret underground base that Mako has been working on for the past couple of years. Oh. Building stronger, better Jaegers, because she's been so paranoid that it's going to happen again. Cool. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Making everything explained. I'm not just, I didn't want it to be one of the sequels where it's like, kind of like Contact, where it's like, we destroyed it, but some other crazy guy just happened to build another one? Yeah, right. So, yeah, you're with me, as long as we're all with me. Yeah, that uh, makes sense. She would be just like, yeah, paranoid, and that kind of like brings, it sheds light onto the earlier scenes where she's like hiding files. Yeah. She kind of littered that throughout the first mm-hmm. sort of yeah. first act to be yeah. like, she's kind of doesn't accept the fame, but just still the face and going through the motions, but, you know, behind closed doors or yeah. you maybe have the assistant on, in on it a little bit. And yeah. Just kind of like, yeah. So pretty much like in, in my eyes is that like the military like financially supported this project. They were mm-hmm. like, you can have the money for it. We want nothing to, Yep. we want no, it's an absolute just in case kind of thing. So that's why sort it's of like off the book. So no one yeah. can be like, why are you still it's building this? Yes. Why are you waiting? Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Interesting how tax, tax money yeah. on Jaegers. <laughs> yeah, so it's just kind of like, here's your secret little base completely yeah. underground. It's, you know, top secret kind of thing. This is where we meet Riggs, which is because we we're just talking about Riggins. Yeah. All right, yeah. all right. Played by Michael Kenneth Williams. Good. Good, yeah. but it could have been Taylor. Taylor could have been Taylor. Pitch, but hey, whatever. Hey, sure. Huh? You can scar up Taylor. You know, it's fine. No, no. I like... <laughs> shave his head. Shave his head, make him just tan him up a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Totally doable. Yes. Taylor Kitsch in your movie now. No, I want. It's going I want to flop. Yeah, I don't want Taylor Kitsch in my movie. He's bad. No, he's there. Uh, he's, there forever. He's no, I'm, I'm. It is Michael Kenneth Williams because he hates the kaijus. Because there's a backstory about how he used to own. Okay, so look, just quickly. So we meet Riggs. Nah. He's he's the mechanic. He kind of he's good been, name for mechanic. Yeah, yeah, I was pretty happy with that. Yeah. Um, and he's, you know, introduces himself and he tells the story, not tells the story, but you get these flashbacks, kind of like we did with Marco in the first mm-hmm. film, of him being like in a city when a kaiju attacked, like maybe the second or third kaiju attack mm. that ever happened in the world. And it destroyed his little mechanic store. Aww. I know, that made me really sad, but that's how we got the sick scar across his face. Sick. Yeah. Good. So he hates kaijus because mm-hmm. in my mind, his little mechanic store was run by him and his dad. And the kaijus killed his dad. Is his dad played by Taylor Kitsch? Yes. Good. Back on board. Yeah. <laughs> Taylor Kitsch. I could put Taylor Kitsch in this movie if you want. I obviously do. All yeah. right. Well, uh, write it in because there was a character that I didn't cast. So I guess he can be Taylor Kitsch. Sorted. Sweet. All right. I want Coach Taylor. Uh, to get your Friday night rooms out of my... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Keep going. All right. They, they all introduce themselves because Gottlob and Raleigh are there as well with Mako. Uh, Riggs and Gottlob, oh, Gottlob kind of grabs Riggs and he's like, we're going to talk about how to make science and stuff because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they're nerds. And so they go off to kind of devise it's a plan. More of an engineer as well as a mechanic. Yeah, kind of that thing. Yeah, yeah, and they're yeah. doing that. Like That's in my head. That makes sense. Yeah. So they go off to kind of devise a plan and being like, all right, if we can get the, if we can get the breach open, how would we mm. go about this? And it is just... My plot only makes sense if we really state that the military is totally backing this, but they just don't want anything to do with it. Alrighty. Right. Because they fund a lot of this. Because it's not just like five guys being like, how do we do this? Fair enough. All right. I figured that, yeah, the military would be like, no, 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 it's a, it's a doomsday. Yeah. Know, the little fund, we, the little slush fund we can yeah. kind of just keep chucking yeah. money down through. Yep. No. Good. All right. So Riggs and Gottlob have gone away. Marco and Raleigh finally have a moment. Raleigh apologizes for leaving her, but Marco says an apology isn't enough. Ooh, yeah. catty! <laughs> so getting mad. Yeah, so there's they're pretty much them just having an argument because mm-hmm. it's just them. It's like you left me to deal with all of this by myself, and he's just like I couldn't handle being a celebrity, and she's like, "You think that I could?" Mm. Okay. Yeah. So it cuts to a couple days later. I'm assuming. Yeah. Whatever. Riggs and Gottlob have devised a plan. However long it takes to devise a plan, that's where it cuts to. They op- they they somehow manage to figure out how to open the breach. 
Yeah. I don't know science. Someone so, else look, can write you, that you, for you me. could even have a, a Ron Perlman coming back in. and like he's... Don't even think that I didn't write him in the script. Oh, oh right. Because yeah. I was going to say you could have his, that character come mm. in and they, they've got some other cagey bullshit that yeah. they need to kind of acquire for and if they plug this Ooh. into that... That's how they can go through the breach. Like the yeah. breach works like two ways now. Like if, if you can somehow, hmm, if you can get like a Jaeger and if we can sort of clone, not the Keiju, but some of the Keiju encasing stuff. So we get their body and so you have like <gasps> That's a, exactly where mine was going. So, oh, wow. Wavelengths. So you have this sort of, you know, they devise it. So it's, yeah, we got some of their clone juice and yeah, whatever. Scientists. And scientists. <laughs> Um, and so we sort of coat the K, um, like a Jaeger with a bit yeah. of keiju, and that's how we sort of go across. That's exactly where mine was going. All right. That's so good. <laughs> that's oh. bizarre. Yeah. <coughs> so yeah, I, I would have like either like a Ron Perlman sort of character. Yeah. Even so, where's Charlie Day's? Where's he's Newton? Still, he's still, still in the psychiatric okay. hospital. Like yeah. we can't just bust him out. This isn't a heist. Okay. Okay. Well, could be I that. Could I love I love his character. I love he's Charlie Day. The best, but. So if we have to pick between Ron Perlman and Charlie Day, though, I'm sorry, but I'm picking Ron. Yeah, oh, fair enough. Um, so my idea was like they open the bridge. Um, one team goes in disguised as a kaiju. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, see? So they had the kaiju stuff on there, so they get in undetected. All right, sweet. Um, and they go into the world as far as they possibly can, drop off what I'm assuming a, a nuclear bomb, whatever the biggest bomb we have is. Hydrogen or nuclear mm-hmm. or atom? What's Why the difference? Are you looking at I don't me? know. I don't know, whatever the the worst bomb in the world is, but like eight of them. <laughs> so, so they go drop them off, get far away, get far enough away, but close enough that they can come back, come back through the breach, close the breach, set off the bomb. Mm-hmm. That's the idea. Mm-hmm. And then there's kind of like a bit that being like, how are we even going to open the breach? And it's like, how are we going to disguise ourselves as kaiju? <laughs> and this is where we cut to Ron Perlman's character, Hannibal. Yeah. Rayleigh and Riggs have gone to see if he has any more kaiju parts. Hannibal's like, business is slow. Don't come past many kaiju parts nowadays. Riggs, I know you have some hidden somewhere. You get it for us. We'll make it worth your while. Rayleigh, a Jaeger. It's like Hannibal, a Rager parts. Jaeger parts are a diamond dozen. It's like Rayleigh, a full working Jaeger. All right. So that's like they're going to give... Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys are with me. I don't have to re-explain that. Yeah, that they give Hannibal a Jaeger. I get it. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so oh, Hannibal wow. takes him to a little freezer room at the bottom of wherever he's working, I guess. And he's stored a couple of KG parts, but just a couple. It's not enough to, okay. to do what they want to do. So back at Mako's base, Rig and Riley come back looking defeated. They all start to argue about how the plan now won't work. Mar- Marco shuts them up um, and alters the plan. Is the idea we have two Jaegers, one that goes in, one that closes the breach right behind them. When the breach is closed, the first team doesn't have to go in that far. They don't need to be disguised and they can just set off the bomb right there. Okay. It's a suicide mission. Suicide mission. All right. Marco and Raleigh know that it has to be them to go through the breach. They agree to do it. And Riggs and his partner, who I guess can be Taylor Kitsch. <laughs> All right. <laughs> agree to be the backup team. Uh, Marco and Raleigh get into Gypsy Danger 2 and begin to drift. As the Jaegers head to the portal, Riley finally apologises to Marco once again, saying that he regrets the time away from her more than anything else. Marco says that at least they get to do this together. Mm-hmm. In my eyes, like a bit of dialogue where, like... Well, they even don't even need dialogue when they start, yeah. like, when yeah. they enter the rift together. Yeah. They, she was like, they were both instantly know, like, how much they've missed each other. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. Kind of like that. I forget that you can do that in this film. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's unspoken. just do that instead. Yeah. So I, I love this idea of, like, connecting minds. Because the only time I've really seen this happen is in Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. <laughs> um, Good. Which is such a 
good fucking TV series. Uh, and it's like sort of towards the end with the sort of all the uh, Cylons kind of thing and just stuff just goes bad for them. And it's real good. Watch it, guys. So it's really nice to be able to have this sort of film sort of on, on cinema, on, on sort of whatever watching, to have this, yeah, these two people, they just yeah. know each other very intimately. Yeah. Like not even just like physical intimacy, but ah, these like they just know each other. Yeah. It's real good. I like yeah, it. I kind of forgot that that was an option. So yeah, fuck, fuck the apology. They just they drift. They yeah. understand that mm. that they fucked up. Kind of like show that through the rift, very yeah. like little snippety, and then just looking to them like it's nodding. Mm. Like yeah, yeah, cool. Um, I like the idea of like them do having a bit of dialogue. It's like <clears throat> let's be heroes, and it's like but no one's gonna know we're gonna be heroes. Mm. So kind of ties up with Riley not mm-hmm. wanting to be famous. Anyway, so they go through the breach, and Riggs Jaeger just shuts it behind him. Okay. Then the final scene is Newt coming to Clarity in his psychiatric hospital with the kaiju's gone. He can finally think clearly again. Gottlob goes to tell him that he's over and Mark and Riley save the day again. Yeah. That's it. That's my specific room too. Cool. Cool. Uh, I like it. I do a few little things here and there. I mean, the suicide mission, it's nice, but it does sort of mirror what we saw in the first Hmm. film. Because that was the plan exactly in the first film, was to drop... Strike Eureka in with the bomb yeah, in, the, yeah. in the suicide mission. Yeah. So I think even if it's something like the plan goes awry, like, I like the idea of no, no, let's use science and we can make some um, Jaeger-looking kaiju's. Yeah, kaiju hybrids, kind of like what they were planning mm. on doing for the latest Alien movie that uh, didn't. Was it? Oh, alien? Okay. I have no idea. No, what was the? Movie? No, they were doing for the Jurassic World. Yeah, they were Jurassic do World. Human dinosaur, dinosaur hybrids. hybrids. Rumor, yeah. Ugh. No, they're not. You remember they had concept art for it and everything. Yeah. They were moving ahead with that. Nah, I'm disappointed they haven't done that now. Uh, There's always the next six films. Yes. So I like the idea of, of that happening and that's sort of, you know, the, the sort of we're raising the stakes, we're making it new, we're making mm. something cool. And their plan, it needs to be, I don't know, because again, using bombs, it feels like we're just repeating the same sort of... I know, I know it is one of those things, but like in my limited science, I was like, what's <laughs> worse than yeah. a bomb? And I was like, a bigger bomb? More bombs. So I would maybe change it to something else. Maybe they're releasing a virus. Maybe they're releasing... Oh, that's so um, much better. Like a techno-organic type of um, nanobot little thing that goes through and yeah. just destroys the cages like that. Uh, or even something like to fuck up their cloning ability. So mm. it's less about... Because, again, you want to open it up to potential uh, a trilogy, yeah. as you always do. So you'd have something like this, and this is just off the top of my head what I'm trying to think of. So they just devise something where it's sort of they release a virus, not so much to even like, hopefully kill them all, yeah. but what they're trying to do is definitely taint their DNA uh, source so they can't clone anymore. Yeah. So then we kind of like, all right, if we kill them, then they're dead, there's no, no cloning. So that's what we're going to do. We're gonna, and, and the whole thing with Hannibal... Have that coming up and being, okay, yeah, I do have some keiju yeah. parts. And actually, if you want to, you can sort of clone them with cells. Like, you know, Hannibal's been fucking around himself. Mm. He's like, mm. actually, I can clone you a whole damn husk if you want. Yeah. Something along those lines. So we can actually get some real sweet looking kaiju Jaeger hybrids. Yeah, that would be <clears> sick. As soon as you mentioned, yeah. like, the Jaegers pretending to be kaiju, I just, like, had the image in my head of, like, one Jaeger sitting on top of another Jaeger's shoulders wearing like a trench coat <laughs> made out of a kaiju. Like, Correct. I'm a monster. I've been a monster the whole time. Um, you said before about mm. like uh, gumming up the plan, something goes wrong in the plan. If you wanted to beef up Hannibal's role, because mm. we've given him his Ye- a Jaeger of his own, mm. Hannibal's entire business is circling around the idea of selling Jaeger parts. Um, mm. Jaeger parts, kaiju parts. Mm. 
No kaijus for five years. Yeah. He's running low. If only kaijus were back, he'd be rich again. Mm. So I did initially run with that, but it's like, how would... Like, it just... It seems... It's, it seems... If he needed a, and if he needed a co-pilot, bring back um, the Australian dad. Right. Who's, like, now bitter and totally yeah. fucked up because his son's dead. He's an alcoholic. So they ride together and, like, try and stop them from, you know, blowing up the breach once more and then have Jaeger versus Jaeger battles. I like the idea, but it's kind of weird to have someone who is that insanely motivated by profit mm. that he will literally destroy the, destroy the world for a bit of coin. I mean, I didn't, I didn't... He was doing pretty well the first time around, yeah. so he probably wouldn't see it that way. He was making a killing. He had his own private bunker. Oh, yeah, he might rich, be a rich to... man. Yeah. He could He'd probably just figure, oh, they'll stop him again. That's I don't I, I just I don't like the idea that it's like humans doing it if mm. that made sense like when I was writing it I wanted it to be like that that the kaiju mm. were coming back not because like humans are evil enough or you know motivated enough mm. to do it so I didn't want it to be one of those things where it's like the government like they're like secretly like the government secretly opening because the yeah. yeah, yeah, they need yeah. the kaiju for experiments or something like that I wanted it to be like fuck we didn't close the close the breach enough yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. you know I didn't want it to be <clears throat> No, that's fair. Like the yeah. whole theme of the first film is like teamwork and humanity coming together. Yeah. So that's good. So yeah, that I wouldn't out. probably keep it the same thing. I'd be maybe, maybe there'd be a glimmer of like Hannibal be like, maybe we can bring some of these KG yeah. back. Maybe he doesn't want to just destroy them all. He wants to maybe bring a couple back. Maybe he wants to sort of start a weird sideshow or something like Kaiju that. Yeah. Zoo? Yeah, like Kaiju Zoo? Yeah, Maybe get them like they're, they're, they're no, small. No, I'm sad that's not a thing as well. Yeah, right? Like where they're small, and so that maybe that's what his sort of motivation is. Like he knows that like having stopping them is dumb, but he kind of wants his own thing. So I do something like having a virus yeah. so you can release a virus because I'm thinking you want this to be the whole world of the Kaiju to be destroyed mm. and like eight bombs and ten bombs. I mean, yeah, I like the idea, but. I think we got to think bigger, and yeah, what's bigger than a bomb? Like a virus. All right, and that's like, I, that's like my brain terrifying. Bigger bomb. <clears throat> so I would also have them fail. Yeah, I was gonna. I would say, and so you send them in, but you don't have it. So it's like the the plan isn't a suicide mission. Like okay. they don't they don't know it's a suicide mission from the start. It's just it just is. Like some fuck ups, if something goes wrong, maybe mm. they release the virus and it's very slow. Maybe it's slow acting. Maybe it just doesn't do what they expect it to do. Maybe it only just fucks up their DNA structure, but it doesn't kill them all outright. It just does something. It would be super expensive, but really cool to see like Jaegers having to fight the Kaiju in the Kaiju's homeland and, like, mm. in their, yeah. on their turf for a bit. So they get kind of stranded for like mm. the last act of the film. Have to make a mad dash back, mm. and in doing so, they sort of open up the bridge to such a point where it's like ten kaiju every five minutes. Oh yeah, and then get around to the third <clears throat> film because there'll be a third one. There will be, I swear. <laughs> See, I, I it's would just say Armageddon. They go in, but it's sort of like a suicide mission, mm. but not as in a, an actual suicide mission or blowing up. But they just get stuck in yeah. in the kaiju world, and then they have to survive in the kaiju world. Ooh. And that's like this. You know, that's that's that trilogy. Um, <clears throat> but that, that's what it's because you know it's it's, it's a if if we, you're making it a trilogy, you kind of need this to be a depressing ending. Yeah. But if you make it a standalone sequel, whatever, go nuts. Who cares? Um, have happy ending, sweet. But if it's if it's setting out to be that classic, you know, Empire Strikes Back esque type. This is the second act of yeah. the trilogy. You need this to end on a downer. And one being it's they've stopped it for now. They've introduced a virus to the Keiju, but it just didn't work as expected. Maybe it's maybe it leaked to the realm of humanity and humanity like the earth is getting realm of humanity. Realm Too much humanity. fantasy bullshit for <laughs> Zamet. 
leaks on Earth. <laughs> um, and it, maybe it has like a weird side effect yeah. for humans. That would be sick. Mm. Maybe some of the humans starts like sprouting some kaiju shit. Like, ah, that's oh, not good. Good. <clears throat> so, did we just invent the so, X Men? Maybe. So <laughs> you then have. So I'm trying to look at little, 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 little plot threads. So you then have uh, Rayleigh and Mako in the in the Kaiju homeworld doing their stuff, trying to like get the virus out, trying to mm. destroy all the cloning processes. Maybe have a, like a few of them in there. Maybe a few different um, like Jaegers. That way you can have those sick Jaeger fights with Kaiju in that yeah. world. Uh, and then it needs to succeed, but at a very big cost. And that big cost is that yeah, it shuts them, it shuts off, but it shuts them off from us. And it's a win, but it's a hollow victory. Yeah. Maybe, all right, sweet, that breach is closed, but there's another breach or there's there's something else like that. Or it's like, oh, that was only one. Mm, Not good. And so now not only is their home world dying, but that home world is now infected, which means that these guys are now even more desperate to come through. We've destroyed their cloning processes these guys are now, like, we thought they were at, like, say, on their last tether and this was at their last ditch. No, 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 we've, we've pushed them to the brink yeah. now. This is them coming back. And then, like, maybe the final scene or something like that, after they're all like, well, we close that breach, everything is good. There's this reports of, like, a breach popping up over Moscow, a breach popping off over China, a breach popping off over, like, you know, the Sahara Desert, a breach popping off over this. Over and the just- Sahara Desert. They came in through the ocean. Yeah, wherever, man. Yeah. More ones. Over the town of Moe. Over the town of Moe. Whatever, fuck. Who gives a shit? Wherever. And it's just like, it's less breaches and more kaiju literally ripping apart reality (sighs) and just forcing themselves into this world because they're now on the run from their old world because their old world is now infected. You can have like a gas spore or whatever the fuck is destroying their world that we've introduced. We've now fucked it for us. Um, And however many say, say the world is full... Uh, you know, it kills off 90% of the kaiju, but because there's so many of them, it's yeah. still like thousands that are going to come through. Yeah. And that's how you set it up. And that's for the, and that's like, then the, then, then the third film really is just world war kaiju. Yeah. And it's just the ending of the third film is everybody coming together <clears throat> in this piece. And we ride kaiju to work. And they ride us to work. <laughs> it's a great time. Kaiju's in Jaegers. <laughs> everybody comes together. <laughs> So I think, yeah, I like the idea of, of bringing back, yeah, the sort of like definite repercussions of yeah. drifting with a kaiju. Definitely that it's, they're, they're coming back and it's, it's not good. They're trying. And I think it just needs to be, them needs to succeed, but, but kind of a part of the cost. And I think a good way of doing that is reduce a virus or some kind of like spore system where it just, they introduce it and it makes them desperate and it fucks up their cloning process. And I just love the idea of them just like rather than this, a giant breach in the middle of the ocean, little tiny breaches that yeah. they act that, like the kaiju are just popping through those little portals. Like, I like the little mm, yeah. motion like, that you're doing. Yeah, getting, I know. Just getting, getting birthed. birthed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like ripping, ripping through reality and just screaming at the world. I got a question. Mm. Yeah. You mentioned uh, Gypsy Danger in the museum. <clears throat> mm. And is that the one they give Ron Perlman? Is the, are they writing Gypsy into the breach? No, they're oh. writing Gypsy Danger 2 because Gypsy Danger Gypsy, is... Yeah, that was my point. The Gypsy Danger 1 gets blown to fuck. Yeah. It's destroyed. She's, she's, she's in the museum. They're not giving her... He, mm. They're not giving that to him. Like, they've yeah. made in the Mako special 
secret base. Mm-hmm. Like they've made a bunch more. Mm-hmm. Okay, so cool. Okay, that's where Ron Perlman's getting his. They've like Mako made a Gypsy Danger too because she knew that her and Rayleigh one day would drift again. So this um, is what I would also with Mako's little thing is I'd be putting a bunch of um, you'd make a bunch of uh, new new Jaegers. And a bunch of new people to can riff together. Yeah, you kind they, of they want that there, as a reveal. Like, I don't write it. I know, I know, I know. And that's where if you if you're having the sort of breach into the Keiju world yeah. to release some stuff, you're gonna need like it's a full on onslaught. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you're gonna need to be like, we're gonna breach. Or even shit like because again, I'm thinking if you're gonna have at the very end everyone like popping out through new different holes in reality, they have to create a new rift. They have to, because the one that we've just. Dis- oh, they have to create a new breach. Yes, yeah, a breach. Yeah. The one that, because the one that we closed, yeah. that got closed. But, you know, and that way, if they have to open up somewhere new, and that way it kind of gives the idea that we can sort of enter their world at any location. Oh, cool. Yeah, I like that a you lot more. So that, that way they're devising. And of course, no one's stopping to think, if we can do this, can they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's You it, know what yeah. I mean? So that way, if they're opening up something and they're getting <laughs> they're through their own little <laughs> thing. So it's a bit of a reversal. We're getting um, into invading their home planet. And that way you send a whole bunch of them and you're sort of releasing the virus in different key points. And that's where they can sort of... Then, then it's sort of that that next step for the kaiju then to sort of go into the next come out. The leap is not as great. Cool. So yeah, definitely that's a really strong, really good idea to to really run with. Mm. To sort of and plus you can do a lot of stuff with the art and the design of like their universe or their worlds. And that's so sick. That'd be sweet as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> this film. And plus, yeah, you can get, I mean, I'm always a sucker for motivation, mm. uh, especially for villains' motivation. Yeah. And if you're having the villains, is just like they're, they're, they're a bit more sympathetic because they just want to survive. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and plus, because we only get a very glimpse, we get a glimpse of their world, don't we? Yeah. Like a very we see, like the one. whole way into their world. It'd be nice to get a little bit more of their culture somehow. Because they clearly have one, and if they can develop cloning techniques and technologies and that kind of stuff, they clearly are very smart beasts. Kaiju king, and even a kaiju king, even something. Well, because the kaiju prime are, minister, <laughs> the kaiju themselves. Oh god, that would be so good. He got like a sash. Yes, yeah. but the kaiju PM. themselves are like war dogs because there's those little critters. Yeah. They're like breeding them, so yeah. they're the real brains. Yeah, yeah. The kaiju are just like attack animals. Yeah, yeah. So you have to more of like the little dudes scurrying around. Because I almost, I don't know if you could save this. I don't know. I don't know how accepted of an, like the audience would be of this, but I would love the shit out of it. Is Aren't that you, you would? No, oh. but yes. But I, I'd be thinking of uh, somehow a meeting between you know the, the 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 survivors of the invasion force, like the human invasion force, meeting up with. The, the 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 leaders the yeah. you know the kaiju pm um or the kaiju ambassador uh shit like that and maybe you have charlie day or um the newt or gottlieb's character and that the some sort of this is me mental doing some mental gymnastics right now so somehow because they've they've um rifted drifted drifted because they've drifted with kaiju they have a connection with yeah. them and so have we all seen uh, um, what film was that? Independence Day. Yes. Yes. You know that I'm scene with, yeah, where the yeah. alien is like, 
<laughs> uh, tentacles straight to mm. that guy's head and is communicating with everyone. Mm-hmm. Something similar, but less, you know, killing of Charlie Day. But something similar to that, yeah. maybe even, fuck, like a little B-side plot here, is Charlie Day trying to break out of his mental mm. asylum. And, you know, him doing all the sort of drawing, he's like, oh, I, oh, I can discover, hang on a second. Yeah. He discovers how to like, boop, pop out of existence mm. and he, boop, into the kaiju realm. And so for some reason, it's like, we don't know when Newt's gone. He was in, yeah. he was in hospital. But he's disappeared. Did we break him out? No. Mm. I just got his name. Newt. He's like a little bug. He's like a little kaiju. Yeah. That, oh, that makes a lot of sense. There you go. And so if he, like, pops into, like, and, like, yeah, so for some reason, and that's maybe what, there you go. Ah, I was adding shit here. Yeah, no, let's build it, because it was a skeleton of a script. So there you go. So that's that's what fucking drives the main. Mm. Like that's what drives the first act is that fucking Newt's drawing all this bullshit, drawing all these little equations, all this kind of stuff, right? And he's maybe two steps ahead of Gottlieb. Okay, yes. so he's like doing this kind of stuff, and then everyone's kind of what the fuck's going on? And then he's, he just disappears. Okay, he's gone. And so that may, and then Gottlieb that may forces him to act because Gottlieb's doing the same thing, but he's maybe two steps behind yeah. him. So then the moment Gottlieb is like. He's opened up his own fucking bridge. And that would just be such a good scene to watch Burn Gorman just like lose his shit at Charlie Day, because that really was yeah. Yeah. the best so, part of that movie. And that's sort of what's going on. It's like, guys, the breach isn't like we 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 closed it, there's a little tiny film towards we close that point, but no 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 no. There it's not just one focal point. You they can get in anywhere. They know how to do it. Newt's done it. Like what he's gone over. What he's gone over to the fucking kaiju homeworld. Jesus Christ, now we're going to stop. Same thing that happens in your stuff. We need to, if they're going to come across, we need to wipe them out. Same kind of shit, which then, you know, Charlie Day, Newt comes back in the third act, being all like, and almost an ambassador for the kaiju. Yeah, because he's been like a kaiju groupie the whole film. He loves kaiju, so he'll be spending all this time being like, I want kaiju back, kind of. We could like, get a diplomatic relationship going with the kaiju species and get something friendly. We can put that whole wall behind us. I really like that. And then they can have... That's why you have like... They're about to like, release the virus, and then like new, yeah. like no, you fucking better not, kind of thing, and oh, or you could go like a different way, yeah. and have them like sort of Independence Day way, <laughs> or I can't remember the comic, the name of it was. It was one of like the Avengers series mm. from like the past decade or so, where there's some alien force invading the Earth, or whatever, and Thor has like a negotiation session with one of them. Oh, the Beyonders, maybe they look, they look like bugs, sort yeah, of. Yeah, I think it was like uh, the. Just before Secret Wars. Yeah, it's right. Where he was like, he throws the hammer up. Yeah, it's exactly the scene I'm talking to. But you have that speech given again by the Kaiju masters of, no, there's no peace. Mm. You will, all of you will die. All of you will be destroyed. There is no other option. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your beautiful monotone voice that's really creepy. (laughs) We'll all die. Yeah, that's the sort of emotion they'll say. This is Tuesday for us. This isn't a big deal. Yeah. The whole, like, you took us out in the first one, that was like a squad of a platoon, of a segment, of a regiment, of one of our armies. Mm. That's nothing. Mm. We want your planet. It's ours. It's a matter of time. Mm. And that's when they're like, even Chai like, hey, sorry, what? (laughs) (laughs) Get? He's like, but I thought, guys we, are so I, cool. I, thought we were, I thought we were working a deal here. Like, you know, we do something, you do something, but you could trade. Kaju was busted, man. Damn. <laughs> and then just release the virus. <laughs> That's a good way of doing it. Yeah, I think, did we just write the perfect Pacific Rim sequel? Oh. Well, the second perfect. The first one was the Friday night. Oh, the Friday night rooms. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we live in a world where, <laughs> what, what was it, nearly 20 years later, Independence Day is getting a sequel. 
So Friday night rooms can happen. I have hope. I do have hope. I believe. Yeah, I think that's a really nice like framework we sort of built on. And if you sort of really add those elements and you kind of really make it a real strong yeah. story that improves what of the, of the first because again it raises the stakes and also if you end it with them sort of winning but not by releasing a virus but doesn't do quite as much damage and them either getting trapped there or something happens or like other people is poking through then it does either set itself up for uh, a third film or if, you, if it wasn't happening you could definitely just end it there yeah. and wipes them all out plus that platoon of our boys um, that go through as well Riggs no Riggs, no so <coughs> Taylor Kitsch, no. no. <laughs> Coach and Tammy Taylor, no. <laughs> Don't you dare. Don't even joke about but that. But what a way for them to go out. They No, they're a mother. They have a Fuck daughter. <laughs> no, Two she, daughters. She can die. That's fine. No, That's fine. No, 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 no. Actually, no, the baby's all right. The baby can stay. So, yeah, I think that's a really good structure, and I think it's a really nice idea. Uh, uh, God, I'm looking forward to seeing what the hell actually happens when we finally get Pacific Rim 2. What's the title? Because it can't be Pacific Rim 2, the rimming. <laughs> as sure. much as the I want it to be. Hmm? The redeadening. The redeadening. Yeah. Pacific Rim. Pacific Rim 2, Back Electric to the Boogaloo. Breach. Back to the Breach. Pacific Rim 2, we drift again. <laughs> Tokyo Drift. <laughs> yeah. Pacific Rim, Tokyo Drift. <laughs> Good. I like it. Well, on that note, I've been Joel. I've been Tom. And I've been Zoe. If you guys think uh, uh, better titles for Pacific Rim 2, <laughs> Not please, possible. Let us, please let no, us know. We, we nailed that one. <laughs> yeah, or, that's, come on, or, um, that's done. I true. Or, or what you want to see in a Pacific Rim uh, sequel. Yeah, let us know. Uh, email us in, sanspantsradio at gmail.com, or hit us up on Twitter. Just uh, I think we're at sanspantsradio. Or our own personal Twitters. I'm at goddammitzamit. I'm at Zoe Sanspants. I'm not on Twitter. But if you like, you know... Put a message, like carve a message into a homeless person uh-huh. and like float them down the river. Uh-huh. I'll find it. All right. Well, that's creepy. But it works. Okay. 100% <laughs> success rate. Well, I, I guess if that's, that's if it works, then it works. And you know, who am I to question that? <laughs> Disclaimer don't do that. <laughs>
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.